0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope that you enjoy this encouraging message. For more information on our church family, visit freechapel.org forward slash OC. Let's go to John chapter 8. If you have a Bible with you, who's got their Bible this morning? 12 people. Awesome. John chapter 8 and and i'm going to read uh verse um 30 uh to to uh, 32 john 8:30 30, um, to 32 where are we mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get a little too relaxed up here. (laughs) All right, here we go. Are you ready? Uh, 31, Jesus is speaking to the believers and he says this. Um, He said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The thought that I want to share with us today um, is simply this: there must there must be more there must be more um, i am I think this is seventh uh, yeah the seventeenth year I've been doing this, and that um, statement has Uh, been a burden, if you like, on my heart across 17 years of doing ministry. With all of the amazing things that I have been uh, privileged to see God do, and, and much like you, all of the great things that God has done in your life and the amazing uh, revelations that he has shown you in his word and miracles that perhaps many of you might have seen as amazing for my own walk with the lord as all of those powerful life changing things I've seen and moments I've had as as amazing as they all have all been I cannot shake This burden, and I use that word strategically and intentionally, that I do firmly believe that there must be more. And I cannot shake it. And it's something that I actually, the more I think about it, the more excited I get, knowing that I'm not at the end of this journey with the Lord, but really I'm just at the beginning. And really across the next few weeks, I want to unpack for us the concept of what true freedom through Jesus Christ looks like. And I think I think we have... Done um, this, this topic somewhat of a disservice by throwing out these sort of scriptures or statements that are true, like what we just read, that the soon the sun sets free is free indeed." And we sort of haphazardly, if you like, throw that out. And we get excited about it, and we and we cheer for it. Um, and and it is true in part, but it's more complex in principle. And And if we don't teach people and train people what it is to actually live a life of freedom, then we will fall into the trap of shouting about something on a Sunday that we find very difficult to live in on a Monday. And we'll come into church, and we'll come down the front, and the preacher will say, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And we will pray a prayer, and us as communicators and preachers, we tell you now, you prayed a prayer, and you receive Jesus, now you're free, go. But the problem is we leave excited but still bound and there's this disconnect. And I've seen it too often in church and I feel it in my own life. And it's not because I don't love Jesus and it's not because I'm not saved, it's simply because there is so much more. And I I want you to, I wanna unpack for you what it really is. To truly live free, to truly live free because I'm sick of seeing Christians talk about something that we don't live. That When we receive Jesus and we surrender our life to him and and we pray a prayer, it is absolutely 100% true that in that moment you receive true freedom. That is true. And the freedom that you receive is freedom from our sin through the blood of Jesus Christ and through that freedom and what Jesus did our eternity is now secure. That is a true freedom. That is truly freedom. But there's more to it than just that. That there is actually a difference between true freedom that we receive through salvation and absolute freedom that we live out in our life. Because I have seen many people get saved and receive Jesus but still live bound. And if we don't start to answer these questions, we will fall into the trap of living this surface level freedom that is true but it's not absolute yet. It's not complete yet. And what God wants to do is take us on a journey of growing in Him and unpacking the levels of freedom that God has for us. Am I making any sense? And this ver- these couple of verses that I read support this little theory that I'm presenting to you, because Jesus says to the believers that are in front of him. He doesn't get up to them and say, wow, you believed, now you're free, bye-bye. Yet that's what we do at church. Jesus says to them, if you believe, then you abide, then you will know the truth, and then the truth will set you free. He unpacks this freedom that is not just this event or moment, but a journey that you go on. I want to, I want to use an illustration to help um, communicate what I'm, what I'm trying to say. I have a son. Is there water? There? I need water real quick, if you can. I, uh, my son, his name is Luca. Excuse me. Thank you, bro. Um, And Luca is five. He turned six in November. Excuse me. When Luca was about three and a half, maybe, he was absolutely obsessed with Hot Wheels. And if you're a parent of a son or daughter, you may know what I'm talking about. Hot Wheels... Are a big deal. Not only that, he was obsessed with Hot Wheels and he was obsessed with dinosaurs. His whole three and a half year old world was completely consumed with two things Hot Wheels and dinosaurs. It was his birthday. And, and of course, you know, we're sort of hunting around trying to find, you know, the best sort of gift and walking through the store and, and just trying to, you know, buy something that he's actually going to love and he's going to enjoy. And so knowing his obsession with Hot Wheels and dinosaurs, you can imagine how ecstatic I was to walk down the store, down the aisles of Target And find this. Don't tell me God is not real. I mean, God reached down from heaven and spoke to Mattel and said, You need to create the Hot Wheels ultimate garage. And right in the middle of it, you're going to put a dinosaur. Give God praise right now. So, so it's not just Hot Wheels. It's Hot Wheels with a dinosaur. Oh my gosh, I got this, this box and I was so pumped. And I, and I took it home and we wrapped it up. Can you imagine? Lucas' face. He ripped open the wrapping and he's like, ah. He's like, Dad! It's Hot Wheels and a dinosaur! And I'm like, I know! I bought it! And he was just pumped. And he's looking at it and he's looking at all of the different elements and aspects and gadgets to this ultimate garage. It's not the Hot Wheels regular garage, it's the ultimate garage. (laughs) And he's looking at it and he's pumped and, and he's excited and I'm excited with him because he's so full of excitement with anticipation at, at, at what's to come. And he's looking at this picture and this picture is, is, is I mean, it's, it's all consuming, it's amazing, it's, it's complex, it's got layers, it's got gadgets, it's got colours, it's got cars, it's got little barriers, it's got traffic lights, it's got dinosaurs, I mean, it's everything and he's excited, and he's pumped. And, and it paints somewhat of a picture for us a little bit as to what our life is like when we first meet Jesus. And, and, and we, we meet Jesus and it's like we get given this, this gift of salvation. And we're like, oh my gosh, God, you 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 you've saved me, and, and, and you set me free, and I'm forgiven, and and, and thank you, thank you, gee. Do you remember that moment when you realised that it wasn't by works, but it was by God's grace? You remember that moment when you realised and you actually felt clean, you know what I mean? You know, when it, when it clicked and you're like, oh my goodness, I feel like, it's, this is that moment. And, and, and as, as preachers, we get up and we, we present the, the, this, this, this picture of the life that God has for us. And it's a life of freedom. And we hear that and much like my son, we, 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 see, we see it and we're like, oh my gosh, really? Yes, you could be free. And we say, oh my goodness, thank you so much. And, 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 and we, we sort of, we receive it and we're like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm saved. <laughs> yeah. And we leave church that Sunday and we're sort of not sure what we're doing, but we know that there's great things ahead. And this was what my son did at, at, three and a half. He picked up this box that was almost bigger than him and he, he was carrying it around the house showing everybody. Look at what I got. And it's almost like a picture of, of what we do and, and we get saved and we, and the preacher says, now you're forgiven. And whom the son sets free is free indeed. And we're like, oh my gosh, thank you. And from this moment on, you, God has amazing things for you. And you're like, really? Thank you. Really? And then you see, look, this is what God has for you. And, and, and it's layered and it's amazing and it's, and it's complex and detailed, but it's simple to receive and, and it's exciting and it's, and it's daring and it's, and some parts of it are scary, but it's going to be awesome. And, and we, and we receive it and we walk home and we're like, oh my gosh, I, this is so cool. And then, and then we go all week pumped and excited as we should be. Why? Because the future looks great, doesn't it? And it's exciting, much like my son walking around the house showing everybody, showing me, Dad, Dad look, look. And I'm like, I know, buddy. It's awesome. And this is a little bit of a picture of, of of what our life is like in the early stages of of receiving Jesus, and then we go that whole week, and we're so pumped, and we're so excited, and we wake up the next morning, we look at it again, just overwhelmed that man, God has got great things for me, and we begin to read the Word, and we open the Word, and and we look closer at the Word, and we start to see all of the cool things that that, that God can do in our life, and all of the different ways that God's going to come through, and we read about what it. It is to be blessed and what it is to have favor, and what true freedom really looks like. And and we get excited about it, amazed about it. And then we come back to church the next Sunday, and the preacher gets up here, and we start telling you about all of the other different things. And we start unpacking the details of of what you're looking at and what your life is going to be. And it's exciting. But much like Luca, whilst Luca was very excited, I watched him as the excitement little bit by little bit started to slowly wear off because Luca's excitement at that point was only based upon a picture that he saw. And then there was this moment for, for Luca when, when he, he, he came to me as his dad and he said, hey, dad, can we open it? Because he, he, Luca got to a point where as exciting as the picture was, he, he wanted the picture to translate now To a reality and an experience. And and my problem with us as Christians in the Western world is that we as churches and as communicators, we, we paint great pictures. And what happens is we get excited about the picture and we leave Sunday excited about prospects and pictures, but it never translates to reality. And freedom becomes something that we can sing about and we can preach about and we can journal about and we can read about, but it does not become something that we actually experience. And if we're not careful, we can be one minute very excited about a picture. But if we're not careful, that excitement will soon become frustration because the gap between what I see and what I experience is very large. And it's in this gap that discouragement is born. And discouragement, if it's not dealt with, very quickly becomes doubt and then becomes unbelief. And the problem is in in the Western church that we, we have gotten so great at doing church and we've gotten so great at putting on a service and communicating a speech and singing a song that we've fallen and we can very easily fall into the trap of every Sunday painting pictures and and getting people excited about pictures but yet have no experience. And the journey that I want to take us on as a church across the next four weeks is this journey of understanding that freedom for us as followers of Jesus can be an experience that we have and live every day and not just a picture that we see. But there are some challenges with this process. And this is why we often don't do it in church. Because it's not an easy process. When Luca said it to me, and he says, Dad, can we, can we open it? I was like, uh, yeah. Because as exciting as I was, as, as excited as I was looking at the picture, I was also somewhat overwhelmed. If you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. And one reason why we don't wanna unpack it is quite simply, we don't know what to do. (laughs) Why don't we get real in church with really what's going on and really how we feel? because often it's intimidating because we don't really know what to do. And it's overwhelming. And sometimes I think, I think sometimes if I was God, I would make it so much easier. You know? Like sometimes I just say to God, God, why not just do it easier? Like if, if I was God you know what I would do? I would I would just go with me, alright? If I was God, I would make it so you when you come down the front and you receive Jesus, everything in your whole life changes right there and then. You're welcome, wouldn't that be great? You would thank me for that, wouldn't you? And you would come back next week. Wouldn't, listen, let's be real honest. He's very, God is very secure, so he's okay. Let's be real honest, okay? That would be so much easier, wouldn't it? So I guess my question to God, for the sake of my little analogy is, why didn't you build it before? Why, why have we gotta do all this? Why when I get saved, is there still work to do? Because if the price was paid, Luca didn't have to pay the price. Jesus hung on a cross and said, it is finished. The price didn't have to be paid, but there was still work that needed to be done. And this is where we, 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 we misrepresent what Scripture's saying by simplifying it, saying Jesus did it all on the cross and that is true. He did, what He did on the cross was paying a price, but He left us then a job to do in order to live free. So I I get frustrated with it because, and I say to, to, to God, why didn't you build it? Why didn't you just build it? And I asked the Holy Spirit that. And the Holy Spirit said back to me, talking of this little illustration. And he said, well, why didn't you build it for Luca?" And I thought about that as a question, and as I thought about the answer, I realized what the Lord was trying to show me. I didn't build this for Luca the day before his birthday on purpose. And the reason why I didn't was I wanted to build this with Luca on the day of his birthday. And, and, and that's when I realised that, that the, the problem of not knowing what to do is really a blessing in disguise. And, and the blessing in not knowing what to do it, is it keeps him very connected to the one that does. Because the first thing I'm going to do when I open up this box is what? Take out the instructions. And those of you that are like me, because we have too much pride, we don't wanna read the instructions. Because I used to build houses for a living and if I cannot build a Hot Wheels ultimate city, we got problems. But if you're also like me, you find out very quickly that whilst I think I know what I'm doing and I think I can tackle it. There is nothing like following the instructions of the one that created it. And so the, the instructions, it's, it's, we, we live in this world where we want results. And He wants relationship. And He so values relationship over results that He will delay the result to enjoy the relationship. And if we don't learn what it is, To to enjoy the relationship, you will never experience the result because you have valued the result over the relationship, and in doing so, you've created an idol out of the result because that's what you worship, not the giver. So we don't, we don't unpack it. The first reason we don't unpack it is, is that we don't know what to do. And so to solve that as a, as, as a problem, the, the answer to that problem is found in one question. Do I really trust God? Do I trust Him? That's the answer, because it's very evident that we don't know what to do. I don't know how to live a life of freedom, and that's okay. But if I truly trust Him, I will step into what I don't know, embracing the one who knows it all. And, and so the second thing, and I'll, I'll do the next couple quick, the second thing the second reason why I didn't, to be real honest, didn't want to open the box was because I just knew it was going to be work. Call me a bad dad, but it's the truth. It's work. That's, that's why we as, as, as preachers and, and communicators so often Default into just painting great pictures through sermons that we preach that entertain you but don't change you. And we leave church going, wow, that was amazing. And we're pumped and excited and we feel goosebumps for Sunday, but then we wake up bound on Monday not knowing what the heck to do. Because while I'm excited about the sermon, I'm still addicted and I'm riddled with fear and I'm plagued with anxiety and I'm addicted to pornography and I'm still drinking too much and I've got turmoil in my life but if I just suck it up and survive till Saturday, I'll get back to church Sunday and let the preacher paint another picture for me that I just get excited about to distract me from the reality of the change that have kept me bound. And and I've gotta be honest with you, the, the thought of just preaching things to you each Sunday that just paint pictures makes me physically sick to my stomach because I don't have the time for it. And frankly, neither do you. So we have to, we have to make a decision that we're gonna lock in and do some work. We're gonna do some work. And you know what doing work does? It requires obedience will I obey? Will I obey? But in the Western world, we we don't like being told what to do. We just don't. And we limit what God has for us and the freedom that's available to us simply because we won't do the work. Because living for Jesus is simple, but it's not easy. That's why they call it the narrow road. I mean, it's showing up to church and I honour every one of you for being here. I honour every parent that had to drag your screaming, kicking, tantrum kids to church. Because you know what? It's work, I get it. I'm a single dad with a four and five year old. I get it. And there are people now sitting at home with their kids or they're at sport because Johnny had basketball and Susie had soccer. And I get it, right? I, you know, I get it, but I don't. Because I know Johnny's got basketball, but I need to break it to you. Johnny's not very good, okay? <laughs> and, and, and it's gonna break your heart, but this is the truth. And it'll sting for a little, but it'll get better later. Johnny's not that good. And I know that you would love him to have a future in basketball, but basketball is not his future, it's a phase. And right now you're raising a kid to be great at basketball and separated from God if you're teaching him that basketball comes before church on Sunday. Johnny's not that good. Listen, and and I know Susie wants to do soccer. Let me tell you, Mum, she hates it, okay? You are making her do it because you did it. Let Susie do what she wants to do and walk her path and not yours. But we have to raise our children up in the way that they should go. Listen, I know, I know, I know. Because it's work. People say, oh, it's so hard to get my kids to church. Oh, really? Really? Welcome to being a parent, bro. Like. But it's interesting to me that we don't want to do the work to get them to church, but we're happy doing it to take them to Disney. Because getting the kids in the car and driving into the parking lot is a heck of a lot more work than driving them to Free Chapel last time I checked, Jesus did more for me than Mickey Mouse and we need to start to make a decision what we are going to prioritise in our life because we are not raising our children up in the way that they could go just because it's easier not to. But, but I made a decision as a dad that I will fight hell itself for the sake of raising my kids right. And it doesn't mean that they won't take a wrong path at times, but it does mean that I've got promises in God's Word that they may stray, but they will always come back if I take the time right now to sow into them the appropriate seeds into their life that will grow and produce fruit, but it takes work. And I want to encourage every single mum and every single dad and every parent that is here at church on a Sunday because I know it's hard work but it's worth paying the price now because you will see the fruit. It's work. Jesus said to the disciples, if you abide, it means to stay. If you stay with me, This is Jesus saying, stick with me. It's hard. I wish, I wish I could tell you sticking with Jesus was easy. But sticking with Jesus, I mean, that's hard as hell sometimes. But He says, if you abide in me, if you stay with me, you will know The truth. The the, the last reason that we don't go on the journey from transitioning from settling for a picture to unpacking the box is real simple. It's just messy. It's messy. If if I, I open this box right now, and just dump everything out on stage, it's gonna be a mess. Why is it messy? Because there's stuff in this box that needs to be discarded. Why do, we, why do we settle for a surface level Christianity that just looks pretty on the outside but carries no weight on the inside? Real simple, is gonna be messy. Because if I get real honest about what's going on in here, it's gonna break some hearts. Because the people around you that think you're this cookie clean, perfect Christian is gonna find out that you're a dirtbag And you've got some crap that you gotta deal with like everybody else. So, so we've got to ask ourselves uh, will i be honest because what sets me free truth so the whole the whole you know little sermon today is really just to introduce you or invite you onto a journey of unpacking the box. And you've got to decide whether you want to or not, because you don't have to, you don't have to. You'll probably end up hating me if you keep coming and don't wanna open the box because I'm gonna push you like nothing else. But we have to decide, do I really wanna get honest? with really what's going on and and recognise that there must be more because I want to tell you there is. Even if you're here and, and you've been saved 60 years, there's still more. When Jesus said to the disciples, listen to His words, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. So the level of freedom I experience is is predicated on my knowledge of the truth, right? And so answer me this, is there an end to my knowledge of the truth? So if there's no end to my knowledge of the truth, then there's also no end to the level of freedom I can have. So the journey that we're going to go on actually doesn't have a destination because we won't know true freedom in its fullest form this side of eternity. But we can continue to go as deep as we want and live as free as you want if you commit to paying the price. And so in the next, you know, Four weeks. We're gonna we're gonna lock in, and and we're gonna do this thing for real. And and I need you to to know that it's it's not gonna be easy. But you know, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like, neither was the cross. And this thing's either real or it's not. Like, What else are we doing here? You may as well be with Jimmy's soccer. (laughs) Was it it Jimmy that did soccer or Susie? I don't know. Neither of them are gonna make it big anyway, let's be honest. Some of you parents, the blood drained from your face because you're like, I mean, the kid's four foot nothing. He's not going to the NBA, bro, chill. We're going to lock in. We're going to go on a journey because we know that there is more ahead of us. You believe that? Come on, let's give God praise. Why don't we stand to our feet right across the room? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. To watch our latest message, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at OC.